Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The Breakfast Brief on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3, good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle, Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang with you. We're going to take a look at some headlines investors will be paying attention to today and a lot of attention on China. First things first, Ryan, let's talk about the situation regarding the yuan. Yeah, that's weakening as we speak. In fact, it's past the key seven mark versus US dollar. So this is worth noting. It's the first time it's broken past that mark, weakening to past that level since July 2020. So more than two years. And it's worth noting this is pretty much when we had the COVID-19 outbreak. And the last time before that it happened was in August 2019 during the trade war of the US. Ah, yes, that's why. Now, why is it so important that we pay attention? I mean, we pay attention to a lot of data out of China, but most of the time when it comes to, well, money in that sense, we're fixated on the dollar. So why is the yuan so important in this scenario? Yeah, here's the thing, right? With the Chinese yuan, it is, of course, being used by the Chinese economy. And China buys raw materials in huge amounts. So when its own currency gets weaker versus, for example, the US dollar, and when commodities are priced in US dollars, it means many Chinese companies and businesses are not able to afford as much. And Mm. that indirectly will mean demand will drop. And when demand drops, commodity prices will drop. And that could have a trickle-down effect when it comes to how commodity producers produce. And also, if you look at how many of these Chinese companies may have borrowed sometimes in US dollars, and now with the US dollar strengthening so much more than the Chinese yuan, it could pose a problem when they try to refinance or return the debt or pay back the debt. So this could pose a challenge if things move too fast by too much. All right, watch this space. Uh, let's move on to talk uh, about another kind of currency, cryptocurrency. It looks like uh, there's a new development. Yeah, it's called the merge. So it's right. just been completed. It's something the crypto world has been talking about for quite some time. It's finally happened. So basically, it's a software upgrade for Ethereum, the blockchain network. Okay, so what's so special about this software? And I'm sure you're already anticipating my question about how much energy it uses. Yeah, so I'll try to summarize it because it's quite technical. Okay. So the takeaway is that it makes Ethereum network more green in the sense oh. that energy consumption, we've heard about how crypto has been yep. you know, yep. a very power-hungry Elon Musk talks about it. (laughs) Yeah. So it's now greener in the sense that it will decline by an estimated 99% because of the way it will now move away from previously mining rigs. You know, people just having these shelves of computers Mm -mm. just doing uh, cryptocurrency mining. Mm. That is now going towards what's called staking wallets. So it's moved from proof of work to proof of stake. So now in order to, I guess, validate Ether or Ethereum, uh, you just need to put up some money in a wallet and then you can get back a return. So effectively, it's almost like putting your money in a bank or a security bond. So it is expected to return around 5.2%. So not too bad when you look at interest rates for these things. So this is um, just making Ether more attractive than the likes of Bitcoin right now. So if you look at how Ether has performed in the past year, it has actually surged more than five-fold in 2021 versus Bitcoin by a large margin. And this is something that could continue to gain traction. Mm, Interesting name as well, Merge. 
I guess I don't know. Is is there is there a reason why? Right, that's a good question. Why is it called the merge? Because they've been trying to test this in the background, parallel to what's been happening. Ah, so okay, okay. It was almost like a pilot of sorts happening. A parallel alongside and then finally they merged the protocols together <laughs> uh, that's why it's called a merge alright hey uh, let's uh, wrap up with something fun there's a new theme park uh, especially if I mean like you you like to go to Thailand um, it's a Sony Pictures uh, or Sony theme park Am yeah. I right? So I was uh, now thinking, hey, Disneyland might have some competition finally. Right. Sony Pictures Entertainment is going to be opening a theme park. But what kind of attractions? Ugh, Sony, What what's famous from Sony? Okay, let me lay it out for you. So you've got the theme park being called the Aquaverse. The Aquaverse, okay. So as you imagine, it's going to be a bit of a theme and water, water park. Yeah. And <laughs> it will feature, I guess, properties or IPs like... Ghostbusters. Oh, okay. Jumanji. Hotel Transylvania. Are you wow. fans of any of these? Wow. Okay, Jumanji is, sounds like it's going to be something fun. Yeah. Maybe so, there'll be ostriches running around. <laughs> so you can't imagine uh, what could be the theme park uh, when it does materialize. Uh, this is going to be opening next month, October oh. the 11th in Bangkok. It's going to be great for tourism, especially when you consider they're trying to recover from all that. How big is this theme park? Right, we are talking about 14 acres. It's 5.7 wow. hectares. So this is already in a place where you've got many five-star beach resorts, mm. restaurants, and it's going to be possibly becoming a bigger attraction for Thailand. Yeah, where'd you go? I am probably going to look at it to see how much it costs. <laughs> yeah, always the cost factor. Wow, looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the photos uh, come October 11. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.